Andrew Scheer, the conservative leader, was in Toronto yesterday. He is promising a leaner foreign policy by taking away aid funding from countries that he says don't need it or don't deserve it and spending less money instead on domestic or spending more money instead on domestic programs and tax cuts. Canada, he says, is too generous with what he called the middle and upper income countries like Argentina, Brazil and Italy. And Canadian tax dollars should be going towards uh, should not be going towards repressive regi- regimes such as Iran and North Korea that are hostile to Canada's interests and values. Shear's plan would cut 25% from Canada's $6 billion foreign aid budget. And he says that's been poorly managed by the Liberals. There's been some question as to his numbers, but um, he has dismissed questions from reporters and suggested that his plan would that suggested his plan would diminish Canada on the world stage and signal the country is retreating from its obligations. We do have obligations. They were set out uh, by uh, Lester Pearson, in fact. Liam Swiss joins us right now. He's Associate Professor of Sociology at Memorial University in St. John's and President of the Canadian Association for Study of International Development. Good to have you on, Liam. Hi, Kelly. Uh, give us some insight into what this 25% cut to Canada's foreign aid could look like and how serious of a blow it is to the developing world. Well, it's uh, it's interesting to see that um, this sort of uh, policy has come forward based on what appears to be relatively limited understanding or information about what Canada actually does with its foreign aid. So the biggest disconnect I see here is that it would be impossible for the Tories to uh, cut uh, 25% of of Canada's international assistance um, spending by only uh, moving uh, funds away from the countries that they mention in their backgrounder. Because the truth is that very little uh, aid spending is actually spent in in these sorts of countries. Um, There's a lot of detailed sort of complex uh, figures that we could get into here. But the one, I think, thing that's happening here is that they're really conflating different types of international assistance. So the things that count in the global arena as true foreign aid going to kind of the poorest countries, helping with development and humanitarian crises, um, is not going to these countries that uh, Shear is saying it is. And so um, in saying that you know, the current government is lining the pockets of dictators or wealthy countries, it's uh, it's quite misleading. And, and um, the effects of an actual $1.5 billion cut to Canada's true foreign aid programs, I think, would be um, a real uh, blow to Canada's reputation on the world stage. It would uh, really hurt, I think, um, you know, a number of uh, real positive outcomes our foreign aid can have overseas in terms of promoting child health, women's rights, uh, economic development, uh, any number of things. Um, And so to think about uh, just cutting a quarter out of everything that Canada does in countries that are internationally recognized as being eligible for foreign aid would would be a real uh, about-face on kind of Canadian traditions of providing I've heard that some people are saying this is short-sighted because a 25% cutback um, means that we wouldn't be funding, you know, things like education and some women's programs. And then in the long term, these things keep us safe. 
Well, you know, there are a lot of reasons to provide foreign aid, right? The the kind of commonly held view would be that, you know, these things are, are kind of altruistic in aims and that we're doing this to help those in need. And that's true. But there's a lot of other arguments around um, the provision of foreign aid that are about kind of enlightened self-interest is how it's described. So the notion that by helping promote better economies, better um, development, better security overseas, that we actually are benefiting um, from those uh, developments as well. And that's a, a common belief. And even in the previous conservative government um, under Stephen Harper, that was very much the approach that uh, was taken with our foreign aid. Um, and so some of the programs that Shear was kind of alluding to and saying, well, we're providing aid to Iran or to uh, these other countries, they were for things like nuclear non-proliferation, right? So this is actually quite a, a valid security concern that we want to uh, maybe have as Canadians interested in not seeing nuclear weapons spread, for instance, or you know, helping to uh, provide more security and comfort for um, refugee populations to kind of also feed into stemming illegal migration and other things that um, all Canadians would be uh, would be interested in. So aid is not just this simple provision of of assistance to the needy, but it has some very complex uh, effects that reach into all aspects of society. Now, I might ask you a question here that that you can't possibly answer, but. You know, you brought up Stephen Harper's government and past conservative governments have been really strong leaders on foreign aid. So with this, you know, 25 percent cut to Canada's foreign aid that that Shear is is pledging right now, can you account? Is there any anything you can count for that would lead to that? Like what's changed? I think actually the thing that's changed is what's happening south of the border. So one of the big um, pushes uh, in the Trump administration has been kind of a real pullback from uh, foreign aid funding to the extent that he's able to do that um, in in the U.S. by executive um, decree and whatnot. So this policy really comes out of left field if you're thinking about any sort of continuity between the Harper and the Shear Tories in the sense that Harper was pretty, you know, stayed the course for foreign aid over the course of uh, his governments and uh, to some extent stayed the course from the the previous liberal regimes as well. So it's a very different um, approach to foreign aid than than even what we saw under under Harper. And so, you know, in this current Canadian government with with, uh, Trudeau's government, there hasn't been any real huge new investment in foreign aid. They've really also kind of stayed relatively at the levels that that the Harper government was spending. So they they aren't owed any great uh, um, uh, congratulations for being champions of aid. They they haven't really invested much more money in in, uh, our funding of aid than than any of the governments that come before them. But this sort of sharp about face to cut a quarter of our aid spending really, I think, is um, all about, uh, it's a bit of a shell game, really. It's it's saying, look, we're going to stop funding foreign people over there so that you can have your child's fitness tax credit or you can not pay GST on your heating bill or any number of these other tax credits that the the conservative backgrounder on this issue suggests they'll pay for with this cut. So are they playing to, is he playing for votes here to a similar base that would be attracted to, 
you know, uh, like like a Trump light? I I think not even Trump light, but I think this is really playing to their base, and then perhaps also to some undecided voters who have. Um, a real uh, misunderstanding of of how much aid we provide and what it does, and and possibly also to uh, a bit of a xenophobic base. This notion that you know we should help Canadians before we help others um, plays into that. But I think that's a bit of a, a dangerous uh, politics to engage in when it comes to something like this that really has the potential to harm Canada's reputation on the global mm-hmm. stage and and really make irreparable damage to some of our international um, relationships. So it's quite ironic that (laughs) the announcement that uh, Scheer puts out to suggest this cut kind of talks about how they're going to try to recuperate Canada's uh, international reputation that has been harmed under Trudeau by doing something that would fundamentally harm Canada's international reputation. Yeah, I mean, it's in tatters right now with the blackface. How does... You know, how does, how does Trudeau face world leaders? And now it seems like it would just be, uh, you know, something that you could play on that. And it, it's to me, it's 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 an odd thing for Sheer to announce. I think, you know, it's quite interesting because, the you know, um, there's a, kind of a saying that uh, a wise old man of, of Canadian development research, Ian Smiley, has, has frequently uh, suggested that support for foreign aid in Canada is, is a mile wide and an inch deep. So, you know, if you poll Canadians, about 80% of us, or a little more sometimes, will be very supportive of the idea of providing aid. But when we start to prioritize aid versus other spending priorities, that's where aid kind of falls down the list a bit. And part of the problem of that is that it really is based on a fundamental lack of understanding of, of how much we spend and how generous we are. So That really um, echoes attitudes on climate change when you you know when asked about climate change how important it is most canadians say absolutely it's very important to me how much would you spend to fix things eh, not so much it's true i think very similar politics around some of that uh, that same issue right it's so that you know canadians think we're far more generous than we are they only about a quarter of uh, the population in most recent polls can actually identify how much aid we're spending. And, you know, as you mentioned, the the 0.7% target that was kind of um, suggested by Lester Pearson back in the 70s is something that all wealthy Western countries are supposed to aspire to, but only a few actually achieve. And uh, Canada has not um, come remotely close to that. And I think part of the problem is that our neighbors south of the border in the U.S. um, are far less generous relative to their income than even we are. So Canada can always look south and say, well, we're we're at least we're not them. Yeah. Uh, But if you look at the U.K., who's actually meeting the 0.7% target, even with conservative governments in power, it's it's in a whole other order of magnitude about kind of the commitment and the political will of governments and the society in, in the United Kingdom to do this as a, a way of kind of uh, helping others and building the international reputation of the country. So this to me is just, it's a parochial, narrow-minded, short-sighted, kind of almost cynical ploy to say, well, here's how we're going to pay for these tax credits and uh, tax uh, benefits that we want to offer. So, Liam, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me.